The Earth's sun, a consistent ball of fiery energy, had always been a steady, unchanging beacon for humankind. A provider of light and warmth, it never betrayed any hint of sentience. Until that fateful day. In the cosmos, events unfurled rapidly. Immense tendrils of energy, brighter and more volatile than any seen before, erupted from the sun's surface. These were solar flares of unprecedented scale, their corona arcing gracefully into the dark expanse of space. The first indication on Earth that something was different came from satellite alerts. Space agencies around the world observed strange anomalies. Instead of the usual cacophony of radio disruptions commonly associated with solar activity, there were structured, harmonious notes. Instruments on these satellites, designed to monitor solar radiation, began to relay information about frequencies unlike any they'd detected before. As the melodies shifted and descended in pitch, the tune's scope expanded. Radio stations were the next to catch the notes. A transmission in Helsinki was the first to broadcast the ethereal notes, mistaking it for an avant-garde music piece. But soon, even personal electronic devices began to resonate with the song when in silent mode. Cell phones, radios, even baby monitors, all became conduits for this otherworldly serenade. The globe stood still. In bustling cities and sleepy hamlets, people of all ages and backgrounds paused their daily routines. There was a collective upward glance, an instinctual look towards the heavens, as if trying to locate the source of this auditory marvel. The tune wasn't loud, but it was pervasive. It wormed its way into the psyche, entrancing all who heard it. For some, the melody evoked memories of forgotten dreams, for others, it tapped into a reservoir of emotions they never knew they had. In moments of quiet, even the beating of one's heart, seemed to synchronize with the rhythm of the notes. Haunting in its beauty, the music seemed both ancient and new, as if it held the stories of galaxies far away and times long past. Within hours, the phenomenon made headlines. Scientists, musicians, and ordinary people alike speculated on the origins of the sound. Was it a message from the cosmos? A natural anomaly? Or perhaps a universal music shared by all of creation? The world waited with bated breath, sensing, on a primal level, that this was just the beginning. The sun, the ever-present entity in human history, had begun to speak, and its voice was a melody beyond comprehension. Tokyo, a metropolis ever buzzing with neon signs, speeding trains, and the footfalls of millions, witnessed a peculiar shift. In the middle of its sprawling Shibuya crossing, where multitudes usually flowed like a river of humanity, people began to stall. Office workers in crisp suits, students with backpacks, elderly folk on their daily walks, all stood immobilized, their gazes distant, ears attuned to the far-reaching melody. In New York, the situation mirrored Tokyo's but had its own flavor. Taxis screeched to sudden halts in the midst of Fifth Avenue, their passengers and drivers alike stepping out, heads tilted to the sky as if receiving a cosmic message. The melodies seemed to resonate between the concrete canyons formed by the city's skyscrapers. 
The usually indomitable Wall Street traders stood outside the stock exchange, oblivious to the chaos of the markets, entranced by the solar siren song. It wasn't just in the metropolises, though. Across the globe, from the vast savannas of Africa where Maasai warriors halted their marches, to the icy stretches of Siberia where nomads paused their travels, the enchantment began. The initial reactions of those unaffected by the music ranged from confusion to deep concern. But as minutes turned to hours, a pattern began to emerge. Those entranced, regardless of their location, began to move. They didn't wander aimlessly, but instead, with purpose, seeking each other out. Like birds migrating in unison or fish schooling together, they found each other, seemingly guided by an invisible force. In rural areas, they flocked to town squares and fields, their faces pale, eyes glazed, yet somehow alive with a spark of something profound. In cities, parks became the gathering grounds. Central Park in New York, Wayno Park in Tokyo, and Hyde Park in London were just a few of the many urban spaces that transformed into sites of ethereal congregations. People from different backgrounds, languages, and cultures now stood shoulder to shoulder, forming tight-knit clusters. They didn't communicate through words, for they didn't need to. The melody, rich and omnipresent, was their shared language. As the hours ticked by, their formations became more intricate, resembling geometric patterns seen in nature. From above, these gatherings looked like beautiful, ever-evolving mosaics, changing as more and more individuals joined. Observers watched, a mix of awe and trepidation gripping them. This was no ordinary event, it was a global enchantment, a spell that transcended borders, language, and creed. The true depth of the situation was yet to unfurl, but one thing was clear, the world was on the precipice of a monumental shift, all led by a song from the sun. With dawn's first light, the gathered masses began to move in synchrony. There was an urgency in their steps, a shared mission that only they understood. Their actions were methodical, almost rehearsed. With uncanny precision, they started to demarcate areas on the ground, marking territories for the upcoming marvels. From the red outbacks of Australia to the dense jungles of the Amazon, every patch of land became a potential site. The entranced pulled tools from seemingly nowhere, hammers, nails, ropes, and other implements. Like worker ants, they fell into teams, each team working on specific tasks with single-minded focus. As the hours progressed, the foundations of these immense towers began to form. Materials were sourced from the most unexpected of places. Skyscrapers, once symbols of human achievement, were torn down, their steel beams and glass facades repurposed. Centuries-old forests, like the Black Forest in Germany and the Redwoods in California, were methodically harvested, their timber used to form the skeletal structure of the towers. Yet, amidst this rapid construction, there was no sense of chaos. The entranced did not clash, or compete for resources. Instead, they shared, making sure each tower received what it needed. The efficiency was mind-boggling, the pace of construction, relentless. 
As days turned into nights and nights into days, the towers began taking shape. They weren't just tall, they were titanic, dwarfing any man-made structure that had ever existed. Their designs were enigmatic, a fusion of old and new. The base might resemble the ziggurats of ancient Mesopotamia, while the top would twist and curve in ways reminiscent of the most futuristic architectural designs. Intricate carvings, symbols never before seen by human eyes, adorned the walls, glowing faintly as if imbued with an inner light. With every added meter, the towers seemed to hum, resonating with the same melodies that had initiated this massive undertaking. Their towering presence began to dominate horizons worldwide. From vast deserts to bustling cities, these structures became the new focal points, drawing the eyes and souls of all who beheld them. Onlookers, those untouched by the sun's call, could only watch in a mix of horror and fascination. The world they knew was changing, and these monumental towers were the harbingers. What was their purpose? Why were they being built? Questions abound, but for the entranced, there was only purpose, a drive to reach the heavens, led by the solar whispers that had set everything in motion. The rapid rise of the towers, and the simultaneous alteration in human behavior was not lost on global leaders. Emergency meetings were convened in hushed chambers and secure bunkers, with officials grappling with a situation beyond their experience. The word intervention was whispered, then spoken, and finally shouted. First, to respond, were the military forces. Squadrons of fighter jets took to the skies, roaring across horizons with one mission, to halt or at least slow the construction. Over dense forests, sprawling deserts, and populous cities, they released payloads of powerful sedatives, designed to induce sleep and perhaps break the trance. Ground troops moved in too, with soldiers trying to physically pull the entranced away, attempting to break the connection between them and the towers. Tanks and armored vehicles formed barriers, while electronic warfare units tried jamming any frequency they thought might be linked to the haunting melodies. But the entranced were not to be deterred. They moved with an uncanny agility, dodging military interventions with ease. Those who were approached, directly exhibited strength that seemed superhuman, shrugging off efforts to restrain them. The sedatives that were dispersed had no effect, the entranced, seemed immune, their bodies rejecting any external influence. Away from the front lines, in pristine labs and research facilities, scientists and doctors worked feverishly. They analyzed blood samples, hoping to find a commonality among the entranced, a clue to what made them succumb to the solar whispers. Psychologists dived into the realm of the mind, attempting hypnosis and other techniques to reach the consciousness buried beneath the trance. Despite their best efforts, solutions remained elusive. Every hypothesis was quickly debunked, every potential cure rendered ineffective. The entranced were locked in a state that science couldn't decipher. As days turned into weeks, desperation grew. Religious leaders, from all faiths convened, praying for intervention, seeking answers in ancient scriptures and prophecies. Massive rallies and gatherings formed, where the unaffected held hands, chanting, singing, 
trying to form a collective voice louder than the song that had ensnared so many. Yet, amidst all these efforts, the towers continued to rise, unperturbed. Their shadow grew longer, their hum deeper, and the world began to realize that some forces, especially those born from the cosmos, might be beyond human comprehension or intervention. With each brick, beam, and panel that was added, the towers began resonating even more strongly with the celestial music. Their very foundations seemed to vibrate, sending tremors through the ground that could be felt miles away. It was as if the earth itself was synchronizing with the rhythm emanating from its life-giving star. The sun, however, was undergoing a transformation of its own. Solar flares, once rare astronomical events, now became common, painting the cosmos with their brilliant luminescence. These arcs of raw energy reached further into space, illuminating the cold darkness with fervent energy. Down on Earth, the auroras, natural light displays predominantly seen near the polar regions, expanded their territory. From the snowy terrains of the Arctic and Antarctic to the tropical expanses of the equator, ethereal lights danced across the sky. Greens, purples, pinks, and blues, swirled and twined overhead, making even the darkest nights resemble a painter's palette. However, these majestic displays were not met with the usual human, awe or admiration. Instead, they brought unease and trepidation. The auroras, beautiful as they were, were just another reminder of the sun's newfound dominance. Daytime, once a symbol of clarity and vitality, became a period of anxiety. The sun, hanging high, no longer felt like the familiar, warm orb that nurtured life. Its rays felt harsher, more piercing. And those who dared look up could swear they saw the solar flares dancing, forming patterns and figures, all moving to the haunting melodies that had ensnared so much of humanity. The entranced became even more animated, their movements faster and more precise. They scaled the towers with an agility that defied logic, adding to their towering edifices with fervor. It was evident that a climax was approaching, a culmination of events that had begun with a simple tune from the depths of space. Those, still untouched by the melody, could only watch in dread. The constant hum of the towers, the omnipresent glow of the auroras, and the relentless glare of the sun served as a trifecta of reminders that Earth and its inhabitants were in the grip of something ancient, vast, and incomprehensible. The pull of the cosmos was intensifying, and the endgame, whatever it might be, was drawing near. The towers, now complete, stood as titans against the backdrop of the world. Their peaks reached the clouds, some even piercing through, vanishing into the azure beyond. Each tower, regardless of its location, seemed to pulsate with an inner light, echoing the rhythm of the now omnipresent celestial music. Then, a moment of stillness blanketed the earth. The entranced, who had been so fervently working on the towers, suddenly ceased all movement. They lined up at the base of their respective towers, standing side by side, hands hanging loosely at their sides. It was a moment of quiet anticipation, the stillness before a storm. Without warning, the melodies intensified, 
becoming a cacophony of sound that enveloped the entire planet. As the first notes of this heightened chorus rang out, a wonder unfolded, those under the song's spell began to levitate. Slowly, they rose. Their feet left the ground, bodies defying gravity, pulled upwards by an unseen force. Their ascent was graceful, reminiscent of leaves carried by a gentle breeze. They moved in unison, forming spirals around the towers, the patterns echoing the intricate carvings that adorned the tower walls. There was no panic or fear in their expressions, only serenity. Eyes that once looked lost now shone with purpose and clarity. As they floated higher, their bodies started to shimmer, reflecting the ethereal glow of the auroras. They seemed to be becoming one with the cosmos, their very essence transforming. From the ground, onlookers could only gape in astonishment. Families, friends, loved ones watched as those they held dear rose higher and higher, becoming distant specks against the vast canvas of the sky. The scene was surreal, evoking a mixture of horror, awe, and sadness. It was a mass exodus, a departure of souls, leaving behind an earth that had become too small for their newfound purpose. Higher and higher they ascended, drawn towards the blazing sun, which now seemed more vibrant than ever. Its flames reached out, almost beckoning, ready to embrace those who answered its call. As the entranced approached the sun's corona, they began to disperse, their forms dissolving into radiant particles, merging with the very star that had summoned them. The ascension, though it felt like an eternity, was over in just moments. Once the last of the entranced had merged with the sun, the melodies, which had been so persistent, faded, leaving behind a world bathed in silence and shadows cast by the now empty towers. The aftermath of the ascension was a silence that felt almost oppressive. The once vibrant metropolises, bustling with life and energy, were now eerily quiet. Streets that used to echo with laughter, honks, and the hum of daily life now only echoed with the desolate whisper of the wind. Skylines, once dominated by skyscrapers and high-rises, now were overshadowed by the looming towers, their vacant presence a constant reminder of the mass departure. These structures, once teeming with the entranced working tirelessly on their construction, stood still, like silent sentinels watching over the desolation below. In the midst of this vast emptiness, pockets of humanity persisted. Small bands of survivors began to emerge from their hiding places. Some were those who had been immune to the sun's call, while others were the fortunate ones who, for reasons unknown, had been untouched. They wandered the streets, calling out names, hoping to find familiar faces. Parks, plazas, and open areas transformed into makeshift gathering spots. Here, amidst the backdrop of silent cities and towering monoliths, survivors shared their stories. Tales of lost loved ones, moments of despair, and memories of the world before the melodies became the fabric of their shared experience. Each narrative, no matter how heart-wrenching, served as a beacon, reminding them of their shared humanity in a world that had turned its back on them. Resourcefulness became the order of the day. The infrastructure, though largely intact, 
was devoid of the manpower needed to operate it. Electricity became a luxury, with many regions plunged into darkness. Food and water sources needed to be located and secured. The immediate needs of survival took precedence. However, amidst the practical challenges, there emerged a shared resolve. The survivors realized that the world they knew was gone, but in its place was an opportunity to rebuild, to forge a new path forward. Communities began to form. Libraries, schools, and museums, the repositories of human knowledge and culture, became hubs of activity. Children, the future generation, were taught about the world before, during, and after the solar song. Art, music, and literature saw a renaissance as people sought to express their grief, hope, and determination through creative outlets. The world was in shadows, true, but within those shadows flickered the indomitable spirit of humanity, a flame that refused to be extinguished, ready to illuminate the way forward. In the aftermath of the Great Ascension, a newfound reverence for knowledge emerged. The survivors, understanding the importance of their past, delved deep into research, hoping to uncover any clue that might explain the mysterious melodies and the purpose behind the massive towers. As they began to investigate, archaeologists and historians stumbled upon an underground chamber located in a remote part of the Himalayas. This chamber, buried and preserved by time, contained walls filled with intricate inscriptions and detailed pictographs. These inscriptions were written in a language previously thought to be lost to time. Scholars and linguists worked in shifts, day and night, poring over the markings. Using advanced decryption techniques, they began to unravel a tale that spanned eons. The narrative spoke of a time when Earth was young, and humanity was but a fledgling race. The sun, described as the eternal beacon, had once before reached out, casting its call into the vastness of space. This call, they discovered, was not one of malevolence or deceit, but one of connection and unity. These ancient texts revealed that the sun, in its eternal lifespan, periodically reached a state of heightened consciousness. In these rare moments, it sought to connect with the life it nourished, to become one with its creation. The towers, the ascension, the melding of souls, all were part of an intricate cosmic dance, a union of star and life. The inscriptions detailed similar events, where individuals from that ancient time also constructed towers and ascended, merging with the sun. They weren't lost, as initially believed by the survivors of the recent event, but had transformed, becoming part of the very essence of the star that gave them life. The revelation was staggering. The events that had transpired were not unique but part of a cyclical process. The sun, in its quest for unity, had been reaching out at intervals throughout Earth's history, drawing those ready for the next step in their cosmic journey. With this newfound knowledge, the survivors' perspective shifted. The towers, once seen as symbols of loss and despair, were now revered as monuments of unity and evolution. The sun, rather than an ominous force, was once again viewed with admiration and respect, a star with a consciousness, always seeking to connect with its children. The survivors now understood their place in the vast cosmic tapestry. 
They were not just passive inhabitants of a blue planet but active participants in a grand cosmic saga, a story of stars, souls, and the eternal dance of connection. The world was quiet, bathed in the gentle light of a new dawn. There was a sense of anticipation, a palpable tension as the first streaks of sunlight pierced the horizon. And then, just as suddenly as they had left, they returned. Emerging from the same towers they had ascended from, those who had been entranced began to touch down on Earth once more. But they were profoundly changed. Their skin radiated with a soft luminescence, their eyes held the depth of stars, and an aura of wisdom and serenity surrounded them. They told tales of their journey within the sun, describing vast landscapes of golden fire and swirling storms of radiant energy. Within this inferno, they met a cosmic entity, ancient beyond comprehension. It was not a malevolent force, but a lonely consciousness, born from the fiery crucibles of the universe. Throughout its existence, it had yearned for connection, reaching out across the cosmos, searching for souls to understand its vastness and share in its wonders. The towers were its creation, serving more as bridges than devices of doom. They spanned the divide between the star and its children, allowing for a union of understanding and connection. The entranced had not been taken, but invited, welcomed into a dance of souls, where they gained insights into the mysteries of existence. The reason for their return became clear. Earth was not to be left abandoned, bereft of its children. Instead, those who returned were emissaries, bearing the knowledge of the sun and the universe beyond. They were back to share this wisdom, to prepare humanity for its role in the grand tapestry of the cosmos. The survivors, initially filled with relief and joy at the return of their loved ones, began to grasp the profundity of their role. They weren't forsaken or deemed unworthy, they were chosen. Chosen to be the keepers of the earth, to safeguard its treasures, its stories, its legacy, until the time would come once more for the sun to send out its whisper. The final revelation bound humanity tighter than ever. The distinction between the entranced and the survivors vanished, for all now held a piece of the cosmic puzzle. The sun, no longer just a bright star in the sky, became a beacon of hope, a testament to the idea that even in the vastness of space, there was always room for connection, understanding, and unity. And thus, as the days turned into nights and nights into days, humanity awaited, prepared and united, for the next whisper of their solar companion, ready to play their part in the timeless dance of the stars.